Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Gospel of John. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been laid on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she went, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him uh, in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What was it about Jesus that Easter morning so long ago that made Mary think he was the gardener? Are there ever gardeners in graveyards? Of course they are. Just think about it. There are trees and and grass and birds in graveyards. I know because I was running through the Marietta City Cemetery and a a bird dropped something on my forehead from from way up in one of those trees just a couple weeks ago. Someone has to care for those trees and someone should be hunting those birds. But to the point, uh, just think about how much life there is in a place like the Mountain View Park Cemetery or, or in downtown at Oakland Cemetery, which counts 
at least 40 volunteer gardeners who prune, weed, plant, and manicure the grounds. Likewise, there's a cemetery in, in Philadelphia who had to cap the number of volunteer gardeners at 150 because there were so many people who wanted to help. Now, why do they do it? One said, working in a cemetery gives you lots of thoughts. Your day-to-day -day issues don't seem so big because you're reminded that life is fleeting. Another volunteer gardener who tended what's called a, a cradle grave, which looks something like a mix between a headstone and a bathtub or a raised bed garden every day for a full year, and she described her gardening of graves as really weird but also really nice. I think I get it. And knowing a little bit about Jesus, I can imagine that Jesus looked like the kind of person who might volunteer to tend the plants in a graveyard. Why? Because he was all the time bringing life to the places of death. That's what he did. You remember? There was a woman at a well in the middle of the day. Why did she go to the well at, at noon instead of in the cool of the morning when everyone else went to the well? It's because she had five husbands and no one wanted to be seen with her. Yet Jesus goes to this woman and asked her for a drink. Then he provided her with the living water. There's also a man named Legion. They called him Legion, for he was possessed by not just one or two demons, but an entire legion of them. The village kept him chained up among the tombs because he was uncontrollable. From time to time, he would shout out at the top of his voice, yet Jesus went to him there and healed him. Who else was there? There was a woman named Mary. Reverend Cassie Waits preached about her a couple weeks ago. What had Jesus done for her? Why would she anoint his feet with $45,000 worth of perfume and wipe them with her hair? Well, how else can you thank the man who, who saw you in that dark place and brought you back to the light? What else are you to do when once you've been lost but now are found all the time? This man was bringing life to the dead places all the time. He was saving the lost all the time. He was walking into the darkness and bringing light. So it only makes sense that Mary Magdalene thought he was a, a gardener in a graveyard. That was his thing. All the time bringing life to dead places. Yet he was ever so much more than that. This morning... On the cover of your bulletin is an ancient icon from the Orthodox Christian tradition, which spread from the eastern part of the Roman Empire through Greece, Turkey, Russia, and is today the primary religion of the Ukraine. 
This resurrected Jesus on your bulletin looks different from many of the artistic Easter renderings that we have grown used to. We tend to focus our art on how empty that tomb was that Easter morning so long ago. But notice what all the Eastern Orthodox Christians remember was down in there. The pit is full of chains, locks, keys, and a man tied up. Jesus stands triumphant on two rectangles. Look closely at this picture. Jesus is standing on two brown rectangles lying across each other. What are they? They are the gates of hell which he has broken down. What are the keys and the locks down in that darkness? Can you see them? They are the locks and chains that used to hold so many captives. And who is that still down in there but Satan himself? For now the one who held so many captive is bound and helpless. That's what Jesus was doing in those days before he rose. For when we say in the Apostles' Creed, he descended into hell... We know that the gardener was even bringing life to the pit. Even in hell, he was doing what he always does. For the gardener brings life to the places of death and liberates the trapped in darkness by the light of his love. That's why he broke down the doors of hell and stands on them triumphant. And so that those who are trapped and suffering might find freedom... And so on this Easter Sunday service, which is viewed by residents of the Cobb County Jail, I say it to you most clearly, Jesus is in the business of setting people free. The gardener brings light and life to the shadow and concrete. He breaks through walls. He bends back steel bars by his power to set the captives free from sin and death. Yet how many in the church believe that Jesus is in the business of sending people down there? I once knew a man who said, the preachers he grew up listening to made sure that he knew all about the the pit. And so there wasn't any question of whether or not he was going to hell. It was just a matter of when. Likewise, back in Tennessee, there was a church that I drive, drive past often, which always put on the marquee in the middle of August, Sinners, you think it's hot now? <laughs> Come on, church. Don't we know who the gardener is? Haven't we learned by now the purpose of his mission? To roll back the stones that keep us confined to the shadow? To break the chains that have us isolated and trapped in the tombs? To bring back life to the places of death? To bring light to the shadow and hope to our despair? That's who he is. Have you seen him? We know that at first Mary had trouble recognizing him. That happens sometimes with gardeners. They don't always get our full attention. I once worked as a gardener in Buckhead. It was just after I'd graduated college. I'd been accepted to graduate school and was trying to make a little money before I started. I was just finishing up in this woman's driveway, raking up a pile of leaves when I heard her say to her children, that's why you go to college, kids. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you don't have to do that guy's job. <laughs> I wish I'd had my diploma with me. <laughs> but my point is that we do this kind of thing all the time. Not only do we look right past gardeners, garbage men, mail carriers, or waitresses without recognizing them as precious children of God, but we go through life failing to see that the gardener is bringing life to the places of death all around us. It's like we expect to see the grim reaper or the judge and don't know what to do with the gardener, so we just look right over him, yet there he is. Knocking down the doors of our despair, for he is risen. He is risen indeed. The gardener is walking around here right now. Have you seen him? COVID-19 kept us under house arrest. But now here we are, out, set free from that isolation, for he is risen. He is risen indeed. And if we are singing next to someone during this worship service who, who watches a different cable news show than we do and votes for people on the other side of the aisle than we vote for, then he is breaking down the walls of division right in our midst. You see, he is risen. He is risen indeed. And the news, I heard about it again. I just heard that the strong man ship got sunk. And I heard how much kindness the Ukrainian refugees are meeting as they cross the border into neighboring countries. I met a missionary couple just last Friday who live in Hungary and invited a Ukrainian family to live in their house while they spend Easter here in the States. How do you explain that kind of compassion to strangers? Well, I'll tell you, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Likewise, you may have noticed that our... Stained glass window right behind me is under construction. The wood around has been rotting out for years. I heard the cost of repair one morning, and the price tag scared me so much more than the thought of having this old wooden cross up on Easter morning. Only later that same week, a member of this church called, prepared to give this church a financial gift. Did we have anything that needed doing, they asked. And right then, one couple funded the whole project. This kind of miracle happens all the time around here. For the gardener is walking all around, bringing life to the places of death. You see, he is risen. He is risen indeed. And we need to get better at expecting to see him so that we don't overlook him. Life changes when you learn to expect the resurrection. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we had to put our 16-year-old dog down. Her name was Lucy. 16 years is a long time to have a dog, and we told our daughters we couldn't get a puppy until Lucy died, which kind of planted a seed of resentment towards Lucy and them. <laughs> In fact, Lily had given up on Lucy ever dying. She would, she would say that she hated the thought of coming back from college and her still being there. In fact, she joked how Lucy would probably rise from the dead on Easter Sunday. Well, yesterday, Sarah and I picked up a stray dog on the side of the street, and we brought the dog in the house, and we yelled, She is risen. <laughs> and Lily got so scared, she yelled, and she jumped on top of a chair. 
Because the resurrection is not beyond the realm of possibility. Now that's not exactly how the resurrection works, but miraculous things are happening all around us all the time. We just need to have the eyes to see them. I heard about a little girl who begged her parents for a guinea pig for two full years. Last Friday, she got one. This morning, I read in the paper about a wife who forgave her ex-husband and the other woman. Once we know what to look for, we will see him everywhere. He is the light in the darkness, the hope of the hopeless, the gardener in the graveyard, and he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.